Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Guess what today is? It's hump day. Getting you to the good half of your week. It's the Hump Show on After Hours. Already busy answering some of your leftover straggler questions. As producer Jay indicates, there are still wedding questions coming in. Some that he's heard and seen and some that he has not. Uh, Some that we answered in our previous YouTube videos called Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle and some that we did not. Uh, And we'll do another one. We've promised, Jay has promised, that we will get to a a holiday pre-wedding edition of Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle. And I do love that some of you have got the dates circled on your calendar. And actually funny too, Jay, A few people have asked me whether or not it's going to be live streamed, which I think is comical, right? We did answer that in the, in the first video, but now I've got friends who are asking me that. So I've got friends as well as a few family members because the wedding's in Texas and it's the week before Christmas, they can't be there. And so now I've got friends who are asking whether or not it will be live streamed. I'm at least considering it, but I don't think so only because. I would be worried that it would somehow, if it's on the internet and it's live stream, that it could somehow get out there and I couldn't get, couldn't get it back. If that makes sense. Yeah, a, a solution maybe like a quick FaceTime. There you go. Right. So someone could you imagine someone holding up a phone as I walk down the aisle? <laughs> I mean, a quick hey. FaceTime. I'm sure you don't mean me. There no, be- <laughs> no, like someone there can kind of just show them the scene, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely not you. You're going to be a little busy. There will be a video, but all we're paying for is a raw video. So we're not actually doing a packaged video of highlights. And we just wanted raw footage because, well, as long as it has good audio, which they assured us it does, because we want to be able to watch it back and know what else is happening around us because we're only going to see it from... Well, I'm going to see him. He's going to see me. We're going to see what's in front of us. We're, we're, we're only going to see it from our perspective, not from what everyone else is doing. I won't get to see my nieces walk down the aisle as my bridesmaids. I won't get to see what it looks like when my brother walks me down the aisle. I, I won't know that, right? Uh, and so we are doing just a raw footage video. And if, for instance, a family member can't make it, we're going to offer them the option because it's going to be on a thumb drive. They just, it's an MP4. They just give it to you after the, right after the, seriously, right after the wedding is done, they save the video on a laptop and give it to you that night before they leave. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. That's all we wanted. Uh, And so for that reason, we will have a video. So I don't know that 
FaceTime in the middle of the ceremony is is. But that's a good point, though. If you wanted to see something live, you could do a quick FaceTime. Quick live look in. You know what we haven't talked about yet, which I think is going to be a challenge for some of our friends and family? Social media posts about the wedding. Ah. Uh. Right. So Bob and I have had multiple conversations about what do we tell people when it comes to social media posts? Because I have one. Now, this is not exclusive to one friend, but I have one friend who posts everything on social media and she goes to weddings and she will post tons of photos. But we don't want that. Mm -hmm. I see. And so do you think it's in 2023, it's inappropriate allowed I'm not sure what the word is to ask people not to post photos of us you can post photos of you at the wedding we don't care if you say hey I'm here at this wedding and look here's me and here's the setting and we're we're here at the ranch we're in the barn whatever but we don't want other people posting photos of us I think that's it's your wish you know it's your wedding so I think that anyone who would be there should be okay respecting that right that's not too big of an well, ask i don't think it is but i'm wondering how people are going to respond to it i guess well you're not all saying don't go on your social media don't post like hey if you want to post yourself i'm at a wedding tonight hey by all means but mm-hmm. it's just that's you know it's fair game right i kind of feel like that's something that if if a friend came to me and said please don't post photos of me re- wedding or regardless Does, i don't really need a reason if they yeah, ask me yeah. then okay you got it right it's right. it's your photo and so if you don't want it posted on social then i won't post it seems easy enough seems fair you do you think so i think so i don't really but I'm, you I'm don't not, post though right, i was just gonna say i'm not like i said i've got some friends who post everything on social media but you're not denying them that right just not of you. Hey, take a you if you think you look good and want to take a mirror shot in the bathroom, post it. Fine. Oh, in like, the bathroom at the wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh. That. Let's do a selfie somewhere outside. Uh yeah, I I just don't uh I don't I'm not sure. We haven't we haven't put that out there yet cuz there are going to be a fair number of 20 somethings and early 30s and so they're big into their social. But that I mean there are also older people who are big into posting everything on social. So uh, yeah, we're just going to ask or at least our plan is to ask people to only post of yourself. P- photos of the venue great, just not us. I think it's fair. All right. You want to do the honors then? Would you like to tell people? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. You could be the you could be the audio the and video coordinator and the bearer of bad news. Is it bad news, though? I don't know. I don't think it's bad news. Yeah. I really don't think it's We're not anything. confiscating your phones when you come in the door. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if the security, because I do hear there are celebrity weddings. Now, famous people, not me. Famous people weddings who they actually confiscate your phones so that you can't take photos and then share them. You see, I, you know me. I don't like f- cell phones or post f- f- right. video, social media. But if someone like a, at the door said, "Give me your phone," oh, hmm, like yeah. if, like I would want to give it to you. Don't like take it from me though. That's a little yeah. yeah. I can abide by the rules of you can't take photos of us and post them. But yeah, if you tried to take my phone. I'd be like, eh, I'm just going to put it in my car. Yeah, I wouldn't right. leave it with someone. I would turn it off and go put it in my car. But, I mean, I wouldn't pick photos over not attending the wedding. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think your request is. Is outrageous? I don't think it's even close to outrageous. All right. I think it's very outrageous. 
Thank you, Jay. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for all of your questions. Gosh, we were inundated tonight with questions on both Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and we have also gotten the question, when's the next time you're going to give us listeners a contest? Which, believe it or not, we answered earlier on the show. And now we've got some great ideas and we'll share those on our social as we move forward through the rest of the week. Uh, get you set for Thanksgiving. Speaking of contests, though, how many people are left on Survivor Island, Jay? Did you make it? No, I'm gone. When did you lose? I was booted after week seven when the Rams oh. lost to the Steelers. Oh. Wait, you picked the Rams over the Steelers? I did. Well, you were right until the fourth quarter. It was a tough day. It was, it was a tough <laughs> week, a I tough believe. Day. And I had I was other ones where I was leaning, and I think the other two where I was leaning lost also. So I really just was not hitting that week. Uh, was that that was the week that Matthew Stafford got? Oh no, it wasn't. He didn't no, get hurt that no, week. No, he played that week. He yeah, did. He played why, the whole game. Yeah, they were home, which I guess doesn't mean much in LA. No, but, yeah. it really doesn't. It really doesn't. We've got a couple of new contests brewing. Actually, one's not a contest. One is a contest. Uh, and so we'll give we'll get a post up soon. But what we're asking you is essentially just to guess a number between one and a thousand and the five closest. And if we don't hear from those five, then we'll get to the next five. But the five closest numbers, I'll be anxious to see if anyone hits it dead on. The five closest will end up in the after-hours Zoom room. You get to Zoom with us on a pre-holiday Zoom room. So that was a really big hit last time. You know what we did last year that we could do again, though? The M&Ms. The M&Ms in the jar. Remember we did red and who? where are those M&Ms? Did you eat them all? I think they're in my closet. Stop it with your closet and things in your closet. Why do you keep food in your closet, you goofball? You've got the pasta sauce I gave you for your birthday almost two years ago, and you've got the M&Ms in my closet? I, th I think so. Yeah. Can I have the jar back, please? Um, would you dare to eat the M&Ms almost a year later? Probably not. Oh, I probably would. If they're in a sealed jar, why not? They look good, though. Like They, was, they, they haven't lost festive. their form and shape? No, they were Christmas-themed, right? They were right? red and green, so can I have the jar back, please? But then I wouldn't... They would lose its... You know, shine. Eat like. them, you candy hog. Eat them. You love candy. <laughs> Put them in a dish on the table with your family, and they'll be gone in minutes. Serve them old M&Ms? They won't know. They, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> give them to Moose. No, don't, no, don't, don't give do them to Moose. Moose will throw up with the chocolate. Uh, that seems to me like a repeat. That was a really popular contest that we did for after hours swag so maybe we'll do two. Oh shoot i don't know jade might be overwhelmed can you handle another thing but this is really just about posting i did have to count those m&ms manually last year i'll count the m&ms what right. if i count the m&ms and you calculate the winners i could do both it's fine oh I can handle it's it. totally fine it's totally fine totally my fine. hands just got like all sticky last year doing it <laughs> but i moved i live oh no you touched them all I did, I did multiple. I counted them like three or four times, honestly. <laughs> it was like in a 200 something. Wait, did you eat some along the way? No, not until the end. Oh, interesting. Well, now that you've touched them all, nobody else can eat them. So don't give them to your yeah, family. My germs are we all for, over. We forgot about that. And you put them back in the jar? Put them back. Sometimes I wonder what's wrong with you. What was I supposed to do with them? Where is the jar? I need my jar back. The jar is is somewhere. <laughs> You cannot are, confirm Have the location. I ever told you how much you're a disaster? Yeah, I get that Jay a said to me a couple weeks ago, I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> I did. It looks great. <laughs> it looks great. That's why he won't let the dog in his room or in his car, actually. He won't mm. allow Moose in his car 
Moose is a short-haired bulldog, and you won't allow oh him in your gosh. car. The, the amount of hair this dog omits. I don't. He does. He omits, omits more than what he has on his body. Like it's it just emits, it regenerates. Not omits. <laughs> omits would be like to avoid or to overlook uh, right. or to <laughs> the amount of hair this dog omits. <laughs> really hates hair. That's like when I make up words. <laughs> he omits hair. <laughs> he just overlooks it. He omits it. He leaves it out. He leaves his hair. Well, I, there you go. He leaves his hair out. He does. He leaves it all over the place. <laughs> just pick it up, man. That's not what it means. <laughs> oh, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Good morning to you. It's a Wednesday. It's our hump show, middle show of the work week. And uh, some of you are, are uh, sending me your advice about... Social media posts from the wedding. I appreciate that. If you have any advice, let me know. JC says it's totally okay asking them to not post the two of you, which I appreciate. And then Shane says this, or Sean, maybe it's Sean. We told everyone no photos during the ceremony. We also did Zoom for our wedding for those who couldn't attend, but you could only view if you had the Zoom number. Interesting. But could you imagine, though, someone forgets to mute their Zoom? And in the middle of the ceremony, the pastor has to say, hey, can you mute yourself? No, I can't deal with that. No. Now, see, that would make me nervous. If we added a Zoom component, then I would get really nervous. Yeah, it's out of your control. Exactly. Thank you. Although there could be a lot of things out of my control. You know what I keep hearing from people, including our friend Jesse, who joined us earlier on the show. Jesse Bradley, former pro soccer goalie. has got a new book out. If you missed the conversation, it's very inspirational. He said to me, just be prepared for things to go wrong. Why does everyone keep saying that to me? Yeah. Jay, why do people keep saying that to me? Did I don't know. Okay, your sister got married not that long ago, two years ago? Right. About two years ago. Did anything go wrong with her wedding? No, it was lovely. Thank you. Everything but, was perfect, honestly. Okay. It was great. And it was why destination. What? That's right. You went to Arizona. Yep. What part of Arizona? Tucson. Tucson. Okay. Yeah. That's where my aunt lives. What? And she's not coming to the wedding. Why do people keep saying to me, just be ready for things to go wrong? Just be prepared. It's going to be fine, but things are going to go wrong. That's not what you tell a bride. No. I, I, no. I hear that a lot, though, and I see that. But on why? Cars, so I don't know. What's going to go wrong? That stresses me out when people say that. I'm not nervous at all, but when people say that, it makes me think I'm on a trip walking down the right. aisle. Like, why would you? Th- why would I want to think about things going wrong? I'm yeah. going to think that everything's going to be great exactly. and perfect. Right? We're paying our coordinator to make sure nothing goes wrong. <laughs> right, right. It's his job. <laughs> and actually, we love our coordinator. We're taking him out to dinner in a couple weekends. Seriously, stop saying that. You're not making me feel better. <laughs> It's I, a, yeah, I feel like they, they think they're helping, but it's it's like not really advice though, because like, it's not offering like oh like be prepared something will go wrong, but then do this like that would yeah. be sound advice. Thank you, good point. Right. It's just ominous. It's omitting ominous. Right. It's <laughs> just, not good vibes. It's not. It's omitting bad vibes. Not emitting, but omitting. <laughs> not, not, not emitting. <laughs> Oh, man. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence uh, on Twitter, A Law Radio. If you have any advice that does not revolve around something going wrong. Uh, but I'd love to hear what you say about social media and posts at the wedding because I'm actually not entirely sure how to handle that. Uh, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We determined earlier in the show that Tom Brady or Tom Brady's producers are stealing from us. They're pilfering from us. Uh, they've decided that Ask Tom Anything somehow is as cool as Ask Amy Anything. I think not. Uh, but he did say in answer to one listener's question that he would tattoo Ronnie Lott on his back. Okay. If he was forced, not by choice. He also said, 
that his ideal house temperature is 71 degrees, which that's really hot. But what about this one, Tom? What's the most overrated fish? Tuna. Tuna. I love tuna. (laughs) It's overrated. Doesn't have much of a taste. What? I love tuna. Well, I like... I I don't I don't like tuna fish like the mayonnaise mixy tuna fish that's but the actual tuna I think is delicious. Tuna. Uh, I like tuna. I actually do wow. like the can one. I'll Me eat too. That. Yeah. Well, right, but it's not it's not tuna fish as in you say to someone, would you like a tuna fish sandwich? And it's they generally think of the tuna mixed with the mayonnaise and, yeah. and that kind of thing. No, just actual tuna is delicious, out of a can or out of your freezer in the store or whatever. I love salmon, though. My favorite fish. It's definitely not overrated. It, it seems like uh, Jim Gray was a little upset by that. Mm. I would think my most overrated fish would be tilapia. It, have you ever had tilapia? No, actually. It's just a white fish. It's really boring. Yeah, I know. It, it, has, doesn't never... have, it doesn't have much taste at all. I don't think tilapia is rated. I think it's overrated. I don't think it should be rated highly. I don't know if I have an overrated fish. I don't eat too much fish. like so. You're missing out. Fish is delicious. Is it overrated? Some, someone, someone on Facebook asked me Italian or seafood, and the only answer I knew was, "Can I eat both? Can I eat an Italian dish with seafood in it?" The seven fishes. The seven fishes. Christmas Eve. Bob gets to try that for the first time this year. Except for I warned him. Sometimes we only get to five. <laughs> five, five su- <laughs> sufficient. It's a lot of fishes. <laughs> so yeah, Tom Brady stealing our. Our uh, feature, our long-running feature, and he calls it Ask Tom Anything, and uh, people were sending him questions. That's overrated. It's not overrated. I don't even like your answers. I wonder if that's what people yell at me when I'm answering questions on the radio for Ask Amy Anything. Let's just face it. Ask Amy sounds way better than Ask Tom. It's just, eh, meh. Tom tells all. (laughs) Tom tells the truth. (laughs) Something like that. Tom tells tales. Uh huh. I'd listen. From the Let's Go podcast. You do listen. <laughs> All right. On Twitter, on Facebook, uh, I think actually our TD of the Week poll is done, so you can't vote in that anymore. But if you have any advice for this girl who's trying to figure out how to tell people they can't post photos from the wedding, <laughs> oh no, they're going to hate me. Oh well, if you decide not to come, we don't have to pay for your meal. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas. Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Pickett in the shotgun at the 12-yard line of the Titans. He's back, throws it for the end zone, and that's George Pickett over the shoulder catch for the touchdown from 12 yards out. 
He beat Eric Gehrer and beat him badly. Are they going to review it? After a crew conference, the ruling on the field is an incomplete pass. The receiver did not get both feet in bounds. Fourth down. Oh, no, I got to see the replay. Well, one official ruled touchdown, but he got overruled on the play. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On the Steelers Radio Network, Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley. And there was a moment for George Pickens where it appeared as though he'd gotten both feet inbound for a touchdown. But, of course, did I say inbound? Not inbounds, but inbound. (laughs) Like the plane is inbound. (laughs) This is what happens on the Hump Show when we're in the final hour Both feet did not get down in bounds, and so the score was wiped off the scoreboard, and he was fiery, but also he's been passionate lately, as have others in the NFL, wide receivers, when they don't feel like they're doing enough or getting enough play, getting enough targets, balls thrown their way, and sometimes that comes down to inexperience. Sometimes it comes down to they're getting more attention from the defense. Sometimes it comes down to drops. How many times did Austin Eckler drop balls on Monday night from Justin Herbert? Either way, we know there are some fiery receivers in the NFL, and George Pickens is definitely one of them. How many times did he say last year that he's always open? Wasn't that one of his favorite phrases? And I think it started when it was Mitch Trubisky, but then he drops it in now, and then I'm always open. And I'm not getting the ball. And his targets have been down lately. So the media went to Mike Tomlin. This is fantastic. This is why we bring it up. Not so much because you care about George Pickens' outburst, but because Mike Tomlin was letting you know, frankly, he doesn't care. Heck yeah, man. He expresses frustration all the time, man. Um, He wants to be significant. Um, He wants to be a reason why we're successful. Man, y'all don't begrudge that. I want guys who want the football. I want guys who want to be central reasons why we're successful. And so that's, um, you know, that's a non-issue, to be quite honest with you. I love it. I love it. Steelers are hosting Green Bay this week. And, yeah, Pickens, not a problem for Mike Tomlin. Like breathing. It's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is it is a pebble in my shoe, <gasps> to be quite honest that's with you. That's the worst, in terms actually. The things that I have to do in an effort to get this group ready to play this week. That's actually the worst, right? When there's a pebble in your shoe. Horrible. When I'm walking Penny and there's a pebble in my shoe, I have to stop. And the dog doesn't like it. And sometimes when she was younger and she would pull me, uh, there there was one time I was trying to take my shoe off. I was standing on one foot, take my shoe off, empty it, put it back on without letting my sock touch the ground. And the dog pulled me over. It was not a pretty scene. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But the worst Penny story ever is when she pulled me over and I, she jerked me. She was chasing something when she was younger and I dropped my, I had a full thing of iced coffee in my hands. She jerked me and the coffee just went flying. Oh, I wanted to be so mad at her, but it wasn't her fault. She didn't know. Just. That's tragic. (laughs) It was so tragic. I cried. I would have too. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what was the point of that story? Oh, pebble in the shoe. One more. Uh, Mike Tomlin. Just want you to know, media, you're on his poo list. Our focus is on the Green Bay Packers and what we're all going to do um, in this football game. Uh, and I can't state it any plainer than that. Mike, it's like reality me? television, the way you guys follow social media and write stories about it. <laughs> wow. What got into him? Usually he's so appreciative. <laughs> Usually it's all about significance. And in this case, he's... 
annoyed at the fact that he's got to talk about the pebble in his shoe. Man, I'm just appreciative. See what I mean? I love me some Pat P. He's, uh, Mike Tomlin's cranky. We don't get that very often from Mike Tomlin. Fat and sassy and satisfied or we something. We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. But apparently it not, is our job. not the media. That's the fans. But you media people, stop being so fat and sassy and spoiled and writing about reality TV. It's a fight. It always is a fight. I love Dan Campbell because he's amazing and he's so unique. There is no man on the planet like Dan Campbell. I've never, ever heard another man in sports like Dan Campbell. But Mike Tomlin, he's still the GOAT when it comes to unique press conferences. I'm just appreciative, man. But not on Tuesday. I'm not appreciative of you, media. Oh, that was catastrophic, really. (laughs) He didn't pee down his leg. That's still the best. My mother asked me to explain that to her one time. She heard it on our show. She's like, what does that mean? <laughs> he didn't urinate down his leg, man. It's a great place to begin. That's what she wanted to know. She wanted me to explain it to her. <laughs> Were you able to? Uh, I did. I explained it aptly, I believe. Aptly. Aptly. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get to this call here in a second, but we just got a tweet from Kyle. You ready for this, Jay? At yeah. A-Law Radio. He he gave me a list of things that could go wrong at the wedding. So see, now he's being helpful. But the good news is some of these will never happen at mine. Are you ready? Flower arrangements don't show up. Well, guess what? I already have the flowers. They're, they're silk flowers. So I, the only way they don't show up is if I don't bring them, which is not likely to happen. A friend of mine just said to me, though, don't forget the rings. Because I have the rings as well. Oh, no. Now I'm freaked out about that. But anyway, flower arrangements are done. I picked them up on Tuesday. They are gorgeous. Dress of the bridesmaids get messed up. All right. Well, I don't think that would stress me out. It would probably stress my nieces out, but I don't think it would stress me out. They already have their dresses. I brought the wrong shoes uh, <gasps> to my sister's wedding. Which Stop is in Arizona. it. Did you have to go buy new ones? I did. You did. Okay. Did. So see, well, we're out in the middle of the country. It'd be hard to get a new dress at the drop of a hat, but that wouldn't stress me out. If it was my dress and something happened to it, I'd be freaked out. How about this? Rain or leaks? Eh, not generally in Houston in December, but hey, I'm okay with some rain. Rain doesn't scare me as long as there's a big umbrella for my hair. Bathroom plugged. All right. Also, not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) If it gets plugged, at least it's not in the reception hall. It's outside. There's a, well, I mean, you're not using an outside bathroom, but you have to go outside. There's an outside dance floor and the bathroom is off the dance floor. So it's out. It's outside the barn. If that makes sense. It's a separate room on the back of the barn. Yeah. All right. Bartender tips get stolen. Well, here's the thing in Texas. If you have any kind of alcohol at all, we were just going to do a toast. We weren't going to do like open bar or anything or even a cash bar for one reason. Well, two reasons. Number one, uh, we're out in the middle of the country at night and we don't want people getting their cars and trying to drive in the middle of the country and trying to find their way out if they've been drinking. We just, we don't want to be responsible for that. We don't want that to happen. And so we're not having alcohol at the wedding, but we were going to do a champagne toast In Texas, you need insurance. If there's any kind of alcohol, even champagne for a toast, insurance, two bartenders, and security. Even if there's nothing but a champagne toast in Texas, you need all of those things. So guess what? We're doing punch for the toast. That works. (laughs) Yes. So no bartenders and no drunk, embarrassing family members. I've heard bad stories about those two. So no drunk family members and no bartender tips. Security. You know, seriously, it's required in Texas. If you do a wedding with any kind of alcohol, 
You have to have insurance, two bar, two bartenders, and you have to have uh, the security. Isn't that crazy? A little bit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Over the top. I mean, I can understand why because of drunk flaming members. I but, get it. But yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk to Sean, who's in Ohio. Sean, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Hi. Good morning, Amy. I love your show. Thank you. Um, wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, I got married to my wife about seven years ago. I did forget my tuxedo <gasps> on the way to the hotel. We no. got married to the hotel. No. And she made me, you know, make sure you grab this, make sure you grab that. And I forgot my tuxedo. So I had to go all the way back home, grab my tuxedo. Were you late? Uh, no, actually still on time. Oh, good. Phew. <laughs> but, but my main uh, comment to you is about the social media and the posting. So my wife went through that also. And her focus was she put a, a note on each and every table uh, it stated uh, the respect of the uh, bride and groom. Please do not post anything to social media. Okay. And her her thought was that was she wants to post everything because if someone took a picture of her and she didn't like that picture because it got to her bad side or exactly. or she had uh, or she had wasn't looking uh, correct, uh, then someone will see that nasty, ugly picture of her, and she didn't want that image. So I like she it. made sure. That no one posted anything because she wanted to be she wanted to be one who picked the pictures and posted everything, not no one else. Well, while I'm and sure I, that, that there's never been an ugly bride, I don't believe in ugly brides. Yeah. I think their joy <laughs> makes them happy. So I'm sure that your wife was gorgeous. I certainly can yeah. understand that. And as a public figure, there is that element where unless I see the photo, I don't want it on social media. <laughs> exactly, because oh, this had an ugly picture. This one. Someone take the picture. She might be blinking at the right, time. Right, right. Or your mouth and, is open, or you're eating, exactly. or you're yeah, anything like that. You, you're, you're. It's a back. It's your backside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> just make sure you you put something on your table. Okay. Uh, two per table. Said uh, to the uh, respect of the bride and groom. Please do not post anything to social media. Mm, I and like they, that. They, they have to respect you for that. They can't respect you for that. They're not your, your friend. That's true. That's very true. Sean, thank you so much for that advice. We are going to do that. I'm going to tell my future hubs, and I bet we'll employ that that uh, particular strategy. All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I hope you have many, many, many anniversaries after that. Oh, thank you. You too, sir. Good to talk to you. All right. All right. <laughs> have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. I like that. The fact is, he's right, and his wife is right. It's not fair to post photos of the bride and groom and they don't get a chance to see them. I mean, there's a whole reason why the pictures go to you first and don't get plastered all over social, right? You pay a lot of money for that photographer, so then you don't want people's candids all over social when they happen to be a, a bad angle. But I'm sure. I, I agree. I mean, I, I mean wholeheartedly what I say. There are no such thing as ugly brides. If they're happy and they're joyful, they're beautiful. Jay's just looking at me like, I don't think I agree with that. <laughs> no, of course I agree with that. I think Sean made some good points. He did. He made some very good points. Thank you, Sean. All right. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. On our Facebook page, too, we've got your TD of the Week selection. We've also got Jed Hoyer explaining why he booted David Ross to make room for Craig Council. I wouldn't want that job. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat him. He's gone. They throw the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom's the center zoning into the end zone. Touchdown. The people have spoken, and one score stands above the rest. Here is your TD of the week. 
the Houston Texans. Stroud in the gun, empty backfield after motion. First down to the Bucks, 15. 10 seconds to go. CJ gets the snap. CJ looking, throwing to the end zone. Yes! 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 The lead. Yes! Excel with the reception. Rock and roll. My goodness. You know, a few weeks ago you said, Houston, we have a quarterback. That was a few years ago, but yes. Well, Whatever. A few years ago. I thought you said a few weeks ago. Uh, that is the defining moment of the welcome to Houston, C.J. Stroud. That is the moment right there. Chase route was nasty. I didn't get to watch it. I just threw it. Um, but I just had to take care of the safety. Um, they're in quarters. Um, once the safety buys by the inside route, I throw the outside route. And his job is to beat the corner. And um, the Texans win. So um, that drive, man, it, it was special. And um, that's something in this league I'm learning, man. You got to be great two-minute. Um, and for me, I just want the ball. Just give me the ball. Uh, call to play it. I'm gonna go make it play. So um, I'm, I'm I'm happy with the win. CJ, man, he's different. I've been saying that since Ricky Minnie Camp, since um, Fall Camp, Autumn, man. CJ's different, man. He he told us to stay po- um, poised and be ready, be ready. So that's what we did. We was ready, and you know we executed. CJ Stroud to Tank Dell. Six seconds remaining. The game-winning touchdown for the Texans over the Bucks. I have no idea what kind of defense they were playing, but he was five for five on that drive. And four of the catches were chunk plays over 10 yards, including Tank's TD. CJ set a record. A single game rookie passing mark of 470 yards and five touchdowns, but just as impressively, no turnovers. And yeah, the Texans now sitting at four and four, very much in the conversation there for a wild card, if not an AFC South title. Jay. Remember earlier when I was lamenting the fact that on Thursday night football, some people were going to want to take a nap because it's Panthers and Bears combined three wins between the two. And I have not heard that Justin Fields is returning. So at this point, it's Tyson Bagent and it's Bryce Young and it's two teams desperate for a win. Not that those wins really do a whole lot of good right now anyway. An NFC classic, if you will. Jay and I speculated that because Al Michaels is so snarky about Thursday night football matchups on Prime, the NFL is doing it on purpose. (laughs) I think so. But I don't think there was any way the NFL could have known the teams would be this bad, two of the worst in the NFL. Or maybe they did. Maybe they used their analytics, and that's what the formulas told them. (laughs) I will say, looking ahead at next Thursday's game, looks like they give them a little bit of a treat there for this one because we got Bengals-Ravens next Thursday. Okay, that's That's sweet. All right, Al Michaels, eat your heart out. Uh, I do know we have another Frankfurt game in Week 10. Week 10! Jay, it's Week 10! Stop it! Why am I yelling? My mom said that to me on the phone recently. Why are you yelling at me? I'm not yelling. I'm just talking. Uh, the Colts and the the Colts and the Patriots in Frankfurt. It's a long way to go for a. Let's hope it's not a bad game. Maybe yeah. it won't. It's Gardner Minshew and Mac Jones. Let's what go. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Someone asked me on this latest edition of Ask Amy Anything, and we don't generally do sports questions. It's more non-sports. But someone asked if you were the owner of the Patriots, what would be your first move? Maybe thinking that I would either boot the QB or boot the head coach. Actually, would be neither. I would rehire Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. Is that crazy? What are the chances he ends up back in New England? 
I would say pretty high. Honestly, I would say pretty high. Mm-hmm. In some capacity, whether he's the OC or just in, on that staff, I, he's probably one oh, of Oh, yes, because there. Bill O'Brien's yeah. do a fantastic job. And actually, <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. They don't have a lot of people around Mac Jones. Mac makes bonehead decisions. It, maybe it's some Bill O'Brien. I'm not sure. But it just, yeah, it's been a mess. So anyway, Colts and Patriots in Frankfurt. But did you see? Did you see the game that is on the schedule? Well, there's a couple that are amazing. Cleveland and Baltimore. That's going to be a dog fight. That one's in Baltimore. Looking forward to that one. Not looking forward to Giants and Cowboys because I fear for Tommy DeVito's life if it is in fact Tommy DeVito. But how about? Oh, and not looking forward to Jets Raiders either. Oh, please stick a fork in my eye. Sorry, that's rude. More primetime Jets. That's what we wanted. <laughs> well, I told you. I told you mm-hmm. before the NFL schedule came out that the Jets would be on primetime at least 10 times. And people took the under. And I said, no way, just watch. And this is the fallout. Rodgers gets hurt in the very first game, and yet the Jets are in primetime every single freaking weekend. It's, yeah. And they can't flex him out yet either. So they're, we're just stuck with them for now. At least we get Aaron throwing a ball on the sidelines. Yay. Anyway, the game, I'm sorry, I got to vote for this one already. Niners, Jaguars. Niners coming off three straight losses, but a bye. They're coming off a bye. The Jacksonville Jaguars, hottest team in football with five straight wins. And they're also, they're coming off a bye too, aren't they? Um, No, they played Thursday night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it just feels like it, yeah. That's right. It does feel like forever. Okay. A mini buy. They had a mini, mini buy. And it's in Jacksonville. <gasps> Niners could very well be looking at four straight losses. Jay's face. That's a good one. That is a That's real a good, good one. one. That's a cool matchup. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, let's see. What else? Houston, Cincinnati. Okay. All right. Give me like some it. Houston, Cincinnati. Sure. I like it. Bengals defense is sneaky good. Should I start CJ Stroud or go back to Brock Purdy? Oh, no. I don't know. That's I don't know. Tough. How can I – I can't bench CJ. It'd be hard to. But It'd like, be really like difficult. Like you said, though, the Bengals' defense has been playing it's really well good. this whole season. Yeah, it's really good. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. A couple of minutes for the NL Central. <laughs> said no one in a really long time. A couple of minutes in the NL Central and the drama. Jed Hoyer explains why he had to take the opportunity to lure Craig Council. He just felt like he was – really good at figuring out how to get the most out of his teams. So, you know, when he became a free agent and um, there was a possibility, certainly something you, know, you had to uh, think about because uh, it's pretty rare for a guy that's at the top of that, um, that list to ever become available. How about that? We just knew we had to go for broke. We had to go bigger, bo- uh, go home, which they did paying him $8 million a year because they didn't think a guy like that would be available very often. Um, and they probably, we don't know this for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if Craig Council told them what the Mets were willing to pay him and they either went higher or, or matched the salary. It was a salary match, if you will, price match. So Craig Council, for his part, did an interview with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and he said two things. He wanted a new professional challenge. Okay. I mean, I can certainly identify with that. There have been times in my career where I've said the exact same thing. But he also thought it was a good situation because Chicago is so close to home. He's a Wisconsin native, not that far from Milwaukee. And it's not a bad drive. It's easy. So I can understand that. But also, it's iconic. Wrigley Field, uh, Jay just went for the first time this year. I went for the first time a couple years ago. 
the, the whole atmosphere and the aura around the Cubs is special. You walk, like I just said, I went to that stadium for the first time this summer. You walk in there, it, it, it would be really challenging to say no to a job at that stadium, especially with the price tag attached to it. I don't think it's possible. Right. And he obviously is very familiar with the NL Central. And so for that reason, it, it's not, I'm not surprised, but a lot of other people were. Like David Stearns, who actually went from Milwaukee to the Mets, and there was a lot of expectation that Council, Craig Council would follow his former boss. I didn't see that coming. Um, you know, I'll say, look, I, I love Craig, um, and, and uh, Craig and I are, are going to be close, um, hopefully, for, for a long time. Um, I think he's very good at what he does, and uh, throughout this whole process, um, you know, what I told Craig is, is he needs to make the right choice for himself. Okay, so that's interesting. David Stearns moves forward without Craig Council. Do you wonder? This is I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying that this is accurate or not. Just just spitballing here. That Stearns took the job, or the actually forget that the Mets hired Stearns, thinking that Craig Council would come along. Do you remember the whole Nathaniel Hackett thing in Denver? They hire him as the head coach off the Green Bay staff with the idea that that would make Denver a more attractive destination for Aaron Rodgers. It didn't happen. Hackett wasn't ready, and then he ends up in New York with Aaron Rodgers. Well, previous uh, to Aaron Rodgers, but is there a possibility? Is that a possibility? I think it's that, more than a possibility. That they hired Stearns because they thought Council would follow him. Hmm. Interesting. So we'll see. Uh, he said, by the way, Jed Hoyer, who's president of Baseball Ops in uh, Chicago, he said that they let David Ross go because this was a better option. I mean, that's essentially what he said. I have to do what's best for the club, so I let him go because we felt like this was a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get Jed Hoyer. And then one more, just because we love Joey Votto, he actually put out a video recently uh, saying goodbye to the Reds just in case he doesn't return to Cincinnati. I just wanted to say thank you. Um, You know, if this is the last time I'll play as a Cincinnati Red, I want to speak out loud my gratitude. I want to thank uh, the community I want to thank Is he crying? Uh, Cincinnati for being so welcome, welcoming. You know, I'm from Toronto, Canada. And when I came down to the U.S. as an 18-year-old, it was an inti- intimidating experience. And um, I grew comfortable um, and eventually made it to Cincinnati. And that was another an intimidating experience. <laughs> Cincinnati. But... It blossomed into the best stretch of my entire life. Oh, it'll be weird to see him anywhere else. It really would. Uh, by the way, Jay, last time I ever listened to you, I should have gone with my gut. Jacksonville was on a bye. And then I, you stepped in. You told me Jacksonville wasn't on a bye. And then now people are mad at me. Was that two weeks ago? They the Men Thursday? in Teal podcast wants you to know the Jags are coming off a bye. Another one, Duval's finest. The Jaguars are coming off a bye. All right. We've been sufficiently chastised, and we apologize. Jags are coming off a bye. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom!
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.